Jersey Drew, the Red Pill Party Podcast. Like, oh, man. I just hope. Well, as expected, you know, I still don't got no fucking weed. Like, this shit, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Today, today is going to be a very hard day for me at the workplace. Uh, once again, Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast, 9.51 a.m., 9.52 actually, you know, shy of uh, 10 o'clock, and, you know, I'm just like, I'm just trying to like strategize, you know, what way I can like get through the day productively without getting ready to lose my fucking mind. Last night which sucked. I actually, I, I, I recorded something last night and I didn't delete it on accident. I deleted it on purpose, but I'll reiterate a couple things. Like I was going over this Johnny cash quote, you know, people that know me know that I'm not the biggest fan of Johnny cash, but it's going over a quote. Um, that he did, which is like, truth will get you killed, uh, love will get you hurt, um, and being real gets you hated, something like that, I, I resonated with it, I related to it, because like, you know, I think back, I think back when, you know, I was young, super young, you know what I mean, and I thought, you know, if only I had these like a select solid group of friends, that'll be just fine. You know what I mean? And then I had got those quote unquote solid friends. Then surprise, it, they weren't so solid after all. You see what I mean? So I don't fucking know. Like today, like it's, it's just a shitty day. Real shitty day. <clears throat> I didn't get, uh, in essence, I didn't really get any sleep last night. I may have gotten like three or four hours. And that was after my body stopped tossing and turning and I just like fucking mentally and physically shut down for three hours. I bought two fucking cans of Red Bull just so I can like stay afloat or I can be like some type of morale boost at this point. I don't fucking know. Who the fuck knows, man? I think, um, if I decide to share this shit, you know, that'll be an episode, I guess. But, uh, I figure, I figure the, the best thing for me to do is just hold off until Friday. 
I mean, that's the best option. You know what I mean? Because if I if I don't, or if I just believe, oh, well, I'll get through the week if I just, nah, fuck that, bro. <laughs> no pep talk. Like, I'm just over this week, dude. It's it's Tuesday, like, from, from, from yesterday when I walked in to my job, I already knew I wanted the week to be over with. So it's like during throughout the week. I'll I'll personally like this time around, I won't start working. Like typically I start working at 3 30. But because, you know, me recording at night in front of nosy neighbors and shit isn't a great idea anymore. Now it's kind of like, all right, well, I'm chilling. <laughs> I mean I start I mean I start working until four. To be honest with you. Because like even yesterday with me just taking my time sort of. I was done by like 8 o'clock. So I'm like alright. 2 hours and 15 minutes. Not bad. You know what I mean? When you when you have like your phone or if you, if you bring your laptop like I do. Because I don't give a shit. Time goes by a little bit quicker. But it's still like god damn man. So I, I don't know, I don't know about this week. I don't even know about this episode. I just feel like expressing myself. If I think it's you know productive, or if I think it's like <clears throat> meaningful to put out there, then sure, I'll, I'll I'll share it. If not, fuck it, I don't care. But like this morning, man, and like I I don't <clears throat> like I don't. I I do not get like depressed the way that I used to in the sense of like <clears throat> if if I'm depressed it's like dude I don't even want to talk you know and people know what like depression is really like and I'm not saying like clinical like I don't who knows maybe I am clinically depressed who the fuck knows but like I don't I don't really get I just I like, people, they say that they're down. Like, I'm just down bad. That's all. Like, I'm not really depressed. <clears throat> I'm still grateful for what I have. It's just... A motherfucker needs to smoke, bro. Like, that's... <laughs> like, a motherfucker needs to smoke. Because, like, I'm going to tell y'all, like... With me... If I don't smoke, my, my sleeping pattern's fucked up. Because, like, look at it like this. You work, right? Okay. If you're like me, you know, in a perfect world, you you would just smoke twice, you know. One, once before work and then once either after work or before, like, right before you leave. That That's been, like, that's been my fucking routine, dude. Like... Let me turn this fucking car off because I just yeah I put fifteen dollars in the tank guys and I lie to you not like my shit was on E like literally like fifteen it was fifteen miles from me put fifteen dollars of gas in a car and it just went up above a quarter of tank like I am so fucking I I can't even explain this shit I I gotta I gotta suffer through another three days technically before I get any money. 
this this guy who 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 posed as like you know the end all be all when it comes to like chronic and shit. This motherfucker doesn't hit me back, which is fine. Like at this point, it's already Tuesday. So if I never if I never held anything from you beforehand, then I'm not going to be hitting you up Friday. So hopefully he doesn't hit me up Friday because I'll tell him straight up like, yo, dude, you said you was going to be cool Sunday. I hit you up Sunday. You don't answer. You, you don't even tell me that you're not cool. So it's like the, the miscommunication shit. I just can't I can't tolerate. But, you know, like I said, I don't I just I'm just down bad. That's all. I'm not really depressed. Or then again, maybe I am. I just don't, I don't react to it the way I used to. Depression, dude, like, depression will prevent you from getting out of bed. There was times, dude, and I'm just, I'm just going to be upfront, honest. There was times where, like, I wasn't working. I didn't have any money. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. And, like, when I woke up, I just stayed in bed, dude. Like, I, I felt, I felt, I felt worthless, dude. Like, I'm, I'm just being real, like. When you when you have things that you want and you just can't get it, they're just not accessible to you at the moment. That's that's a that's a terrible thing. So I remember those days of just sitting laid in bed, dude. I would wake up at I wake up at like ten in the morning, which is what time it is right now. It's actually ten a.m. and I would stay. I would I wouldn't even watch TV. I would just look at I would look at the ceiling. And just go, uh, like, I, I just need, I need a way, uh, I need, like, I, I need, like, a way to live, dude. Like, that shit, you don't understand. Like, a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people don't understand this shit. And it's like, I'm kind of holding back, you know, some waterworks. Because, like, when when you reach that point where it's like, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know, you don't know how you're going to get through something. And it's just you. If you get through it <clears throat> by yourself, it, it, it kind of turns you into a colder person. Because, like, you always hear people say, yeah, I got your back no matter what, bro. Just hit me up. That shit is all BS. So, like, my, my, my exterior and interior as a person has changed due to that. So, my dependency on people are very... It, which is a good and bad thing. My dependency for people are very low. My dependency of, hey, what are you getting into? Fuck that shit. If you're not getting into shit, then why I'm going to hang out with you? We're going we gonna to both be niggas not getting into shit. And I would have these friends, so-called friends. They'd only hit me up when nothing's going on, like, motherfuckers go to concerts, motherfuckers go to parties, motherfuckers go to events, and, and I don't know nothing about it, but when they don't got shit to do, trust me, I'm the first one to hit up, so that, that changed my whole perception when it comes to people in general, dude, like, I don't even, I, I won't even lie about that, like, you know, people bring up trust issues, and it's like, it's not just trust, it's not really just trust issues with women, New, new. It's not just, it's not just women. You know, a lot of niggas, man. And I say, uh, people know I say niggas universally. I am African American, quote unquote. 
So as a melanated man, I use the term nigga freely and I use nigga to describe non-black people as well. So I just want people to realize that. But I also say nigga to fellow black people because I'm a melanated. But anyway, like what niggas do, like I for me, like if if there was nothing in the beginning, there's gonna be nothing now. Like I'm too I feel that I'm too old to, to, to even put myself out there in a relationship sense or in a dating sense. Like, like like dating, let's be honest, dating is like the 20s game. You know what I mean? It's the game that men play in their 20s to try to get the best available option. And it's the game that women play in their 20s to try to keep a man before they reach 30. That's really, when you reach 30 as a man, like, going on dating apps is like, like, dude, like, going on dating apps in your 30s is, like, the equivalent of going to, like, a fucking high school dance at age 20. You see what I mean? Like, it's too late in that sense. You know what I mean? And guys like myself, I don't have patience like that. I just don't. I don't, I don't have the patience... And it's like just that idea of like, oh, well, you know, you talk, you get to know her. And it's like, dude, guys will get so to, guys will get so attached, not realizing that it's a dating app. Of course, she's talking to other guys like you wouldn't. It would be a dumb question to ask. Like, are you talking to other guys here? Like, bitch, it's a dating app. Yes, she's talking to other guys. She's probably getting judo flipped and, and donkey fucked at the same time, too. But. It's a young, it's like a young man's game, dude. It's just, I'm not young like that anymore. I was laughing to myself yesterday because like, I, uh, I think it was Saturday or Friday. I decided to skate around the city a little bit just to see, you know, if I, if I still got it. And when I got off that board, the back of my leg hurt so bad. It was hurting all yesterday. And I just had to remember, all right, got to walk through it. And I said to myself, well, damn, this is what it is to get old. <laughs> this like this is what it is to get old. You you physically deteriorate. Like even if you stay in shape because you were older, you're going to feel, you know, the pain that you didn't feel in your 20s. And then on top of that, like you and I think this is like a lot of guys do like you're just at a point in life where it's like, man, you you just want to be happy alone. It's just you have to find a ways to do it. That's the challenge. Like and like I said, for me, there's a lot of different ways that I can kind of, you know, deal with, you know, my funk. I I podcast. I talk about it openly, honestly. Um, I make music as like a form of escapism. And, you know, I try to. I, I try to stay grounded in the things that I love and, and it, just to keep me, you know, just to keep me solid for the most part. You know what I mean? Everybody, everybody has like those days where it's like, damn, man, like another fucking work, uh, like another work shift, like, you know, the same fucking people, you know, and it's just like, I try, I try not to be as negative as I used to be. But when things get bad, it's kind of hard to just look at the bright side of things. Like, all right, whatever, nigga. But like I said, I don't, I don't know. Like this, this week is going to be pretty difficult for the podcast. I'm not going to lie. 
you know, so if you guys, if you guys don't hear from me from the next two, three days, just realize that I'm just trying to prepare for Friday. I'm, I'm going to smoke like the fattest fucking blunt Friday, I swear. Well, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's the reason. <laughs> That's the reason my ass be running out of weed, man. Like, But for real, man, like shit. I, I just be trying to like. I just be trying to get through with a level head and shit. We got kids. I'm like, I live right next to a school, so if y'all hear kids yelling and shit, just realize that um, a school is directly next to me. But um, yeah, it's been difficult. You know, like there's there's things that there's things that boost my morale, and it's always like like my nephew or any of my nephews and nieces, of that matter. You know what I'm saying? But you know, my one of my nephews, that's like, cause I I I I don't know what I don't know why, but like my nephew took a liking to me like very early on. And like when he was like a, a baby, he would just crawl to me. I mean, even as he's like fucking four, I think he's five now. He's, he's still like that. That boosts my morale. You know what I mean? That lets me know like, all right, you know, there's other things um, important in life or like, I, I don't know how to fuck to put it. It just, it, it just keeps me grounded. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just try to like, I just try to stay out of people's way. Like, I don't want people in my way. I don't want people in my business, especially if I don't know shit about you. But at the same time, it's a podcast, so anybody can listen to it. I get it. I'm talking about when this shit is off. Like, people that, people who knew me, they, like I said, like, the people who knew me, they wouldn't recognize me. They would say, oh, you changed. You ain't. Yeah, because motherfuckers got to progress in life. You can't just be on the same corner doing the same shit for the rest of your life and expect to get anything different out of it. You know what I mean? I, I came to that conclusion earlier on. And, you know, it is what it is. Okay, so, yeah. Alright. I think we'll go through one video. I don't, I don't want to be like, you know, a depressing piece of shit. Listen to all those loud-ass kids, man. What would it be, like, how would it be for, for, like, think about it like this, like, just, just think about, yeah, I might have to turn this shit on, actually, fuck it, just think about, like, growing up, right, and, and like, just that, that thought, you didn't know it at the time, like, you didn't have no idea, but you were at your freest when you were young, when you were a kid, you had, like, no core responsibilities, you could just, you know, hang out with whoever you want because as a kid, you don't really look at race. You don't look at, you don't give a fuck about politics or religion. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's such a simpler time that I wish in a lot of ways we kept that state of mind of not just, not to a point of when we're ignorant, we don't know anything. It's just where things don't affect us as much. When we're adults, it's like, fuck, man, like. All this other shit gets put into play. It's like, man. But anyway. <laughs> you know what? There is something I want to mention. Whoa. There is something that I need to mention. As soon as possible. By the way. 
it's been a while since I talked about like non-red pill related shit, but I have to in this case. So last night, or really this morning, because I was up until like 3 a.m. I was I was listening to uh, an interview or really a debate or an argument or however the fuck you want to put it between WAC 100 or WAC 100 and Hassan Campbell. You guys may you guys know who WAC 100 is. A lot of y'all, a lot of people know who um, Hassan Campbell is. Me personally, I think both both people are huge like Hassan Campbell is like blowing up people and like I'm not a person to ever throw shade on anybody on that term because like he's been out there talking about you know stopping the violence now a lot of people will call Hassan Campbell a hypocrite because he participated in that that's fucking stupid that's like if you watch if y'all ever seen South Central and OG Bobby Johnson gets out of jail. Sure, he was an OG, and yeah, he was he was a hard hitting nigga. But then once he realized his son was following his footsteps, he knew he had to make a change. That's not fake. That's that's the realest shit that you can. Have. Fuck these niggas that's talking about what's real or not. These niggas are serving time in jail. Fuck these so called real niggas, dude. Because, like, look. It's 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 the it's the it's the hip hop it's it's the movie thing it's the it's all this dumb shit that people forget like this is real life niggas ain't gonna say cut if you get shot the fuck up and you can just get up and go back to the dressing room you're done they're they're dressing you in a suit and they're putting you in the ground see what I mean but a lot of people will go after Hassan Campbell for that and at first I kind of found it hypocritical but then I thought about it this nigga served time in in, in prison. And Rikers, nigga, like, what the fuck? Like, that that will change any man. That will change any man. Let alone if you have if you have kids, you're not seeing your kids for a, that changes a man. And it should change a man for the better. So niggas should really be congratulating and supporting somebody like Hassan Campbell. Because what he and it's like, yo, and trust me, I get it. Like he like I think everybody is a hypocrite to an extent. Or everybody can be hypocritical depending on the situation, right? Because you got this back and forth between WAC 100 and Hassan Campbell, right? Now, WAC 100 is a is is a is a street dude, like he's a street dude. You know, what I mean, he's he's an older guy. But trust me, I know niggas who are older and who are still very well connected to the streets. That's that's one of those people. So WAC 100 has a good amount of respect from places in, in the streets across the world or just in this country, right? And 6ix9ine. Shout out to DJ Academics because he's doing his damn thing, man. DJ Academics did an interview, I would say like a little bit more or less than a week ago. And he had Hassan Campbell, who's somebody he's already had on the show before, and had 6ix9ine and WAC 100 people that he already had on the show, but all in one place, right? Six, nine. And I don't know how this, this shit is possible. Six, nine 
had gathered niggas from the hood, like, from from the hood, like, you know what I'm saying? BK from Brooklyn, niggas from New York, shout out to the five boroughs and shit. Street niggas who, traditionally speaking, anybody that snitched on a motherfucker who's connected to that person, he's he's dealt with. I'll just say it like that, but not 6 9 And I kind of, I low-key predicted this shit. And this is why I predicted it. I said to myself, okay, this is a different time in hip-hop. This is a nigga who claimed to be street, but who wore the rainbow. And the rainbow, whether people look at this shit as gay or not, it's a fucking rainbow. Stop that shit. Now, I'm not saying it's cool that he was wearing a rainbow. That's his prerogative. I don't give a fuck. He got so popular with this shit, though. He became a cultural phenomenon, bro. Even... Even after he he cooperated, he did an interview like directly after explaining why he cooperated (laughs) and whether people agree with it or not. There was a lot of points that he made like, yo. But then if you look at it on on a street, like street politics, it's like, nigga, you were extorted. You were extorted. It was an even trade like, okay, this is a guy who wants to get a reputation in the street. These gang niggas are legitimate gang niggas. They got niggas that's just out there causing destruction and shit. So they like, all right, man, we got you. You know what I mean? You're going to put on this red rag. This is just how it went. You're going to put on this red rag. You're going to represent us. You're going you're gonna to get our reputation up into the music because a lot of those niggas are talented more talented than six nine to be honest on a music level so we're gonna we're gonna bungee off of your music and you're gonna bungee off of our image that's how it worked but anyway he snitched you know and like i stated before rather than the old school where it's like okay we're gonna deal with this nigga or we not gonna deal with him meaning we're going to deal with him or he's going to deal with the consequences for snitching or we just going, we just not going to fuck with him and we just going to let him, you know, bury himself, which 6ix9ine has not did that. 6ix9ine <laughs> has fucking thrived. He's doing music videos in front of a fucking project, in front of the projects of fucking Brooklyn, bro. A known snitch and i'm not saying this to insult him he did what he did like fuck it you gotta own and and the thing that i respect about six nine is he owned up to that shit you know that may be not that may not be a popular thing to respect a snitch but but let's let's keep it let's keep it 55th street (laughs) go shout out the c-mac shout out the crip mac anyway (laughs) like think about it like all right um Everybody loves paid in full, right? Everybody loves paid in full. Everybody loves Cameron's character, which is Alpo. They said Alpo was a street nigga for real, for real. And and he was like a fucking psychopath. This, I don't know him personally. This is where niggas that knew him personally, I'm only a messenger. So he cooperated. Got people locked up, got out <laughs> and rode around in, 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 in fucking ATVs and dirt bikes waiting for niggas to say something about him because he would have slapped the shit out of him, shot him. 
you don't certain people who go to jail, certain people who get locked up, certain people who cooperate, they're not good guys. Like they, that's 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 the misconception. See, the government looks at them as good guys because they're turncoats. But society still looks at Alpo as a fucking a wild man. Like this nigga didn't really change much. But the image. See what I mean? It's the image. Like 6ix9ine. Alright. Yeah, this nigga got rainbow hair and all that shit, but like he's rolling around with goons still. He got like top level fucking security. Still. He essentially goes wherever the fuck he wants. Still. <laughs> but the interview and really this is how it started from what I remember. So from how I gather things, Hassan was trying to make a message for the youth. That's been his thing for a minute now. Right? Whack 100 is the street dude. So he's not going to listen to a nigga who was in the street telling niggas to stay out of the street because that nigga is still connected to the street. Now, Whack 100 got houses and shit. I heard this nigga's in Jersey somewhere. Like, shit. If I could, if in life, like, and this is just me, like, I'm a, I would, I would be what you consider a red pill content creator. Don't get it fucked up. It's just every now and then I like to talk about other things. If I could interview Whack 100, I would. And, there, and here's why. And y'all know, and y'all should know, that leaked tape, that leaked audio, that Hassan, once again, shout out to Hassan, bro. Like, Hassan Campbell was really playing chess with these niggas. Because this ain't no industry nigga. He literally came up. He came up off of the situation with Africa Bambada and the, the corruption of, of that man and, and what he what he represented for hip hop is it, no there's no there's no like there's no surprise why hip hop is shit today. All of the people back in the day that we would always big up and say, yeah, they're the pioneers. They were doing some freaky gay shit behind the scenes. So keep in mind, Africa Bambada, that's like 80s and shit like that. That freaky homosexual ritual shit was going on then. But anyway. Hassan and Wack 100. Matter of fact, I'll talk about this shit for the rest of the time. I don't even need videos. This is a non-red pill related topic any fucking way. So they 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 began going back and forth um, because Wack Wack is very and Wack in a lot of ways is similar to Hassan Campbell. That's why a lot of people want to see him bump heads. You know what I mean? They're very hard headed niggas, and I I can appreciate that because I'm hard headed myself, but. What happened was the, the after the interview, Wack One Hundred goes on Clubhouse. Now you know Wack One Hundred damn near owns Clubhouse. Like he he took Clubhouse from just you know regular niggas bullshitting about things until him coming up. He's throwing in all of the <laughs> he's spilling the tea as bitches will say. <laughs> he out here exposing niggas and like look man, do you man? For me, it's all entertainment. I don't know none of these niggas. But what ended up happening was he goes on the clubhouse and says how he was punking Hassan Campbell. Like, yeah, Hassan Campbell didn't want to answer the real question. So, you know, I had to punk him, you know, and it's like, all right. 
So you know Hassan's gonna say something back. Like, nigga, you didn't punk me. You asked me about Africa Bambada. I told you. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, I kept talking shit. Like, nigga, you ain't this, you ain't that. I don't even know you. You not you you not even you not even in my my peripheral. You not even in you not even in my lane right now. And Hassan was like, all right, okay, okay, okay. Two days later, this nigga, <laughs> I checked out this live. I took I checked out last night. This is the reason why I stayed up till three. Hassan is just sitting there talking about the situation. He's like, I got some audio that will change the game. You know how, like, shout out to Hassan, like, straight up street nigga, like, yo. <laughs> so he's like, I got something that's going to change the game. He's like, get them likes up. You know how he go. You know what I mean? <laughs> get them likes up, share, whatever. So this nigga, bro, like, I've seen Hassan Campbell go from, like, 1,300 people. By the time this nigga was done, it was like 8,500 people participating in the live, bro. 8,500. 8,500 people were, were, were listening to this, man. So he said, you know what? Damn, that bitch got a nice ass, too. These bitches be out here running. Anyway, I <clears throat> got distracted. Uh, so he was like, all right, y'all got enough likes. I'm going to play a little of this. Now, I'm going to say allegedly, because niggas ain't smoking me for, for this shit, because it's already out there. So apparently there's this leaked conversation, allegedly, with WAC 100. You can hear his voice. You know that's WAC 100. But here's the kicker. Hassan Campbell recorded the phone call. <laughs> and for people that's calling this nigga a snitch, y'all fucking stupid as shit. Y'all don't know the definition of nothing. You can call him a snake if you want, but I've seen WAC 100 snake a lot of niggas. <laughs> like, you know what I'm so it was like he he had to become the predator in a sense to combat with the with the other predator. And I don't mean this in a sexual way or nothing like that. I'm just saying these are, you know, known street dudes. So the conversation, matter of fact, <laughs> well, let's just go through the fucking leak conversation. Shit. Let's just go through the leak conversation. Shit. I might as well tell you guys why the fuck I was up. All right, let's see if we can find this shit. I don't want, like, any other bullshit to go along with it. So let's see if I can find it. Uh, WAC 100 leaked conversation. WAC 100. Okay. So what we got here, what we got here, guys, is some crazy shit, okay? Shout out, once again, shout out to Hassan Campbell, shout out to WAC 100, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just telling the news at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a news anchor at this point. We're going to get to some uh, interesting audio after the ad, because I know an ad's coming. No? Okay. Okay, hold up. My shit went off. Hold up, 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 hold up. Bluetooth audio. Bluetooth audio. Alright. Alright, hold up. Just don't run my narrative. Hold up. This nigga. This nigga's on another level, bro. Just don't run my narrative. Huh? 
Let's go. She's not killed by her girl old boy, bro. But Nipsey know you are a bad dude, that's how you do nothing. You ain't gonna put it working, fucking with a nigga, that's a body, man. Everybody know dude is a body, man. I've been saving his career, bro. Nipsey got gay shit on him, bro. Most of my mom, nigga, we got all the footage. Wow. Y'all heard that, right? If y'all didn't, let me let me reiterate it. So Wack was saying that yo, this nigga, this nigga Nipsey Hustle not was not even a street dude. Like, for one, let me let me clarify something. If Nipsey Hustle wasn't a street dude, he would have got exposed from that a long fucking time ago. Niggas wouldn't have waited until they put it, they put this man in the ground to talk shit. Like I I and it's not about if he was real or not. It's just I don't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Nipsey Hussle was like, in my opinion, like when you say a street dude who becomes a hip hop artist and who changed his community, that's who niggas. That's who. That's that's the Nipsey that I know of. And I'm from New Jersey. You know what I mean? I've always had um, a love and an appreciation for West Coast hip hop and just the West Coast in general. So I I couldn't allow myself to say that. He's saying that this nigga's a botty man. He said he's a botty boy. He said he got they got gay. And see, this this is the crazy shit. See, see, this this shit, this is the Twilight Zone part of it, part of this discussion. Everybody, everybody who, who's privy to hip hop knows that there's some agenda going on, right? And one of these one of these stories, I'll just say it's a story because I'm not going to say it's real and I'm not going to say it's fake. I'll let you guys decide. A big thing with a lot of these artists is like rituals and shit. And it's like a secret society in a sense that you do these rituals knowing that if you fuck up, we will expose you. Or worse, we will get rid of you. Now, they say that they got a gay tape. They got a tape with Nipsey doing some gay shit. Now, for people who understand blackmail and how blackmail works, it's it's a strategy of you're going to do as I say, or we're going to leak this fucking, we're going to leak this tape and ruin your career. Um, Lloyd Banks, y'all know, y'all remember Lloyd Banks, G-Unit? similar situation they said he had a gay sex tape or he was doing gay porn allegedly young buck was a was 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 allegedly fucking with a tranny um y'all remember chingy that right there right there chingy was apparently fucking with a tranny and, and and the rumor was that those people were disobedient those people didn't follow the orders so what happened was they had somebody leak allegations first just to let those artists know like hey we we still got the tape nigga we 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 got the fucking tape we we got the tape and if you don't comply your career's finished so uh yeah yep yep that's all y'all getting. I got y'all didn't hit them likes. Did y'all not hear what he just said? Huh? Let's go back again, man. What, what y'all didn't hear him? Hey yo, for just real. Don't run my. Hey yo, for real. Like I'm just gonna be honest. Like I don't. Generally speaking, I don't support the street shit. I got. I, I got. I got. I got too many friends. Too many people I know 
that's victims of, of the streets. So I don't really support the street shit. But <laughs> Hassan, bro, like this nigga, I, I, I like his energy, man. This nigga has like a real solid, he's a street nigga, but he's like on a righteous path. Like it's something that it's, it's rarely seen, <laughs> but when you see it, it's like, yo, this nigga is talking, this nigga is talking facts, bro. We want to hear this conversation again, man. Fuck this shit. Run my narrative. Talk that shit. Huh? Talk that Let's shit. Go. Get him. He got killed. I, I, for, I didn't even hear that until just now. He got killed by his own homeboy. Now, you know. WAC 100 knows something. I'm not saying this is all accurate, but I'm saying WAC 100 knows something. He's the manager of game. Game, the game and Nipsey Hussle were actually pretty tight to a point where I think it was a story that game discovered Nipsey Hussle and like Slauson, like, well, you know, where the 60s play at. Shout out to them niggas. They don't fuck around anywhere. There's, there's, them niggas are out here, not where I'm at. They're in Jersey. They're, they're, 60s is like one of the biggest crip sets to, to, to my fucking knowledge ever, right? So the game saw, I think it was some story where he, the Nipsey Hussle came up to him and gave him a demo. And they, I guess he, game recognized him and was like, yeah, I'll pass this shit along. And Nipsey was like, all right, bet, boom. And then I think something to a, to a point of where the game actually came through for Nipsey. You feel me? But um, apparently, like, you got to put it, you got to put it like this. Big U, y'all, I don't even got to explain who Big U is. I'm, I'm, I feel nervous just saying this nigga's name. Big U, <laughs> Big U is like, if, if, if Crippen was like, if, if Crippen, was like a superpower this nigga would be like superman of crippen and he's connected every fucking where bro like he goes to like new york and shit and there'll be an entourage of niggas from new york like yo that's big you did it everybody fucks with big you so because whack 100 has this well had from what i from what i know they don't fuck with each other anymore for some reason i don't know what that is but it's interesting but they were they were pretty solid because they 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 went to jail. I mean, they they were locked up together. They became close, and that whole gang shit. The it, the lines got blurred. Cause like if you, if you if you're a gang member, right, and you're like in an opposing gang, and you go to a rival neighborhood, and that one dude who's supposed to be a rival tells you like, "Yo, bro, you should like, you know, fall back in this area." Cause like I I don't got a problem with you, but I don't know if other niggas will. That 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 blurs the line because it's like, well, damn, that nigga's on a, he's in the, he's on the opposite side of me. He could have got me set up, but he looked out. So you know what? I'm gonna look out for him. So maybe another situation comes and he finds himself in your area, and then you do the same. Then y'all create like camaraderie as as opponents or as like like on a battlefield. There's 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 bloodshed and there's war, but there's also a level of respect. See what I mean? So. With all that being said, I think, and from, I'm not saying that Big U is in this conversation because I don't hear Big U. I only hear Hassan Campbell say, wow, 
I didn't hear Big U. So I'm not going to say that Big U was a part of that. Now, there was rumors that Big U had something to do with the with the unfortunate event of Nipsey Hussle. And there's a lot of things that be that could be considered evidence. But keep in mind, he said he got killed. He got killed by his homeboy. Keep that in mind. I've been saving his career, bro. Nipsey got gay shit on him, bro. We got all the footage. Now, this this is my question. And this is the reason why a lot of niggas, and I'm going to mention some shit. Right? This is the reason why a lot of motherfuckers will say, like, yo, man, that nigga Whack 100 is kind of not suspect as in like gay but like suspect as in like this nigga knows a lot like he knows too much like i checked out a clip just to go a little bit off topic but we're still staying on the same you know the same frequency if you will i checked out this clip of um dj academics and he was going over the megan the stallion situation which by the way is a fucking joke um but anyway whack 100 maybe like two three days before the interview with 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 Gail King and 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 and, and Megan Thee Stallion, he predicted that Gail King's going to interview her. Right, she's going to make herself the victim. She's going to say that she was completely innocent. She did nothing wrong, and that's exactly what happened. And DJ Academics brought that shit up. Like, damn, this nigga was spot on with this shit, nigga. There's some I don't know, man. I ain't trying to get popped by no fucking pyrus, but I'm just saying that that shit, that's that's weird, man. Like there's niggas that's connected to the industry, but to like literally like step one to step five, tell tell the world how the interview is going to go. And it went that way. I don't know, man. But they said my nigga Nip was a botty boy, bro. So, you know, those niggas and you know, those rolling 60s niggas out there in Slauson and Crenshaw, them niggas is going through it. Like, look, the fact that, and you gotta look at, a lot of people don't know about Nipsey Hussle. Like, they'll, they know a little bit about his music. They don't know, they don't really know much about his upbringing. They don't know about what he did for his community on his way out. So, from how I look at it, I'm biased to an extent because like, I'm, I'm a Nipsey Hussle fan. And it's not just I'm not just a fan of his music, what he represented as a as a human being. Like, you feel me? Like coming from those times of of real struggle, man, and and, and really putting in work and, and then reaching a point where, all right, this music thing's a way out. And he took it in stride and it, it, he brought shit back to his community. Any any person who's a fan of hip hop, who's from that sort of street environment, they can respect that man. Don't matter who the fuck he is. That's why you have more Damus and blood niggas saying rest in peace to Nipsey than than a lot of Crips, because they knew him. Like they 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 see it's like you see a nigga every day. You go, damn man, nigga, you know he really doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you you see. It, regardless of what side he's on, regardless of what neighborhood he's from, it's about niggas getting out of that lifestyle. That's what it's about. But 
I, I find it. I think what happened was Nipsey was was becoming too popular for his own good, and the the people that controlled them realized that damn, like this guy, he's he's exceeding us. He's getting more authority and more attention than us, and I think there was a lot of jealousy. There was a lot of hatred. There was niggas plotting behind the scenes. That's why if niggas make it out of the hood, don't go back. Especially if you made it out of the hood and, and did things yourself and, and got your hands on some money, do not go back to the hood. Hood don't give a fuck about you. Hood don't give a fuck about you. Now, you got some people that respect you. You got some people that show love to you, but they're not a representation of everybody. There's always going to be one or two people plotting. One or two people pocket watching because they broke as fuck, can't get shit themselves. There's always going to be those people. But it was a noble thing. It's just fucked up that that being noble cost him his life. Now, whatever street politics and shit, I'm not into all that. Well, let's just... I'm privy to it. I'm just not into it. I'll just put it to you that way. So even if it was some homie shit, that's even worse. A homie blasting you is worse than the opposition because you won't see it coming with your homeboy. On your stomping ground? And a nigga kicked him in the head after shooting him? And apparently, this is from Charleston White, so I don't know this 100%. They shot him six times, which is supposed to be like a ritual for the for them niggas, alright, niggas, niggas are demons, bro, like, stop, like, I, I'm not with the whole glorifying the gang culture shit, I just know of it, I know people who was a part of it, I was loosely associated with it, but I don't glorify that shit, niggas is out here demons, niggas out here taking another black man's life, and then having nerve to march around with niggas saying black lives matter, to who, nigga, to you, no, you trying to kill the next black man, I'm trying to inform the next man in general. Fuck the black and white shit. But this has to be directed towards the people. My people. Because y'all glorify this shit. I didn't come on here to play the audio to make jokes about this shit. I'm a fan of Nipsey Hussle. And, I, and to an extent, I respect WAC 100. And Big U shit. I don't, I, don't want no, I don't want no smoke with Big U. I don't want no smoke with them rolling 60 niggas. I don't want any problems. I'm just saying, I'm just being as unbiased as possible. There was jealousy involved. Wrong place, wrong time, even though that's his stomping ground. Like, that's the worst. Connect the rappers who get clapped and connect the rappers who get shot in their own, like, neighborhood. It's It's crazy. It's like these niggas haven't figured it out that, yeah, you're successful. Niggas like you, but not for long. Niggas is going to plot on you. That's why if you whack 100, you got a house in Beverly Hills. You got a house everywhere. And I respect whack 100 because he's a businessman. And like one of the biggest things that he did, which in one way put his reputation in jeopardy, but in another way gave him so many avenues and opportunities was his business with 6ix9ine. I knew 
when I seen the interview, right? The first interview. I think it was the first episode, if I'm not mistaken, where with uh, uh, Off the Record Podcast with DJ Academics. Fuck with DJ Academics, man. Support DJ Academics. If you're from Jersey, support DJ Academics. That's, that's fucking mandatory. We need to start really... We really need to start supporting one another, like real shit. Especially if you're in the same area, you're in the same state. Like y'all gotta, we gotta represent. But I knew from the first interview there was something odd. Like, okay, these niggas aren't gonna fight. I knew that from a, from the jump. I mean, they might get up and, and and like, but that's all like entertainment. It's like wrestling and shit, really. They sat back and I said, look, this is what we're gonna talk about. You know what I mean? Because six nine is already charismatic. He's already, like, he's a charismatic person. You know what I mean? And that's how he became so popular. He's charismatic. It's not just his look, but his look was sort of like shock value. The whole rainbow shit to me was shock value. I don't think he's a faggot. I don't think he's gay. And even if he was, what fucking difference does it make? Little Nas X did Old Town Road, Old Town Road, and that shit blew the fuck up. Is it gay to say that a gay artist makes good music? What about... Motherfuckers who listen to Elton John or or, 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 or motherfuckers who listen to uh, Luther Vandross. Niggas didn't know about that. But y'all jamming to it, right? Come on. Be logical. So with that interview, the first interview of Off the Record, the first episode, which is on Spotify, y'all should support that. Y'all should support DJ Academics, King Academics, Big Ack, whatever the fuck he wants to call himself. Support him. And, um... It seemed, it, it, it wasn't like it was, it didn't seem like organized, like made up. It's just, you could tell that there was business taking place. And you know, that's when niggas said, oh man, you working with a rat, this and that, to, to, to whack 100. He said, nigga, this ain't the streets. This is business. <laughs> this is business. So I can, I can respect, I can respect whack 100 for that. 6ix9ine, I respect 6ix9ine because of how he handled the situation. He didn't, he, like, it's it's a dumb way of looking. It's it's a dumb fucking move, but he's confident in the moves he makes. To, to just go, yeah, I write it, and this is why. Like, I think, was it Shade Room or some shit? Shade Room is just a toxic fucking place. He goes on the Shade Room, does a two-part interview, and I remember, I listened to it on multiple times. It's always entertaining because... For people who don't know how shit really works, you kind of get it firsthand from him. And even when 6ix9ine was really cool, which I think he's still, yeah, he's still cool with act, but they used to talk every day on the stream. And bits and pieces of what 6ix9ine is saying, if you pay attention, he's he's dropping jewels. He's dropping jewels. You know what I mean? Let's, let's try to get through the rest. It's only two minutes, but fuck it. Something to talk about. That's all y'all getting. I got y'all to hit them lights. Did y'all not hear what he just said? Mm. Huh? Mm. What y'all didn't hear him? Oh, what y'all thought I was playing? Mm. I mean, whack, we could take the gloves off. Mm. Huh? Mm. Hey, look, we look, bring it back. Come rewind. Mm. Let's rewind. Yo, my <laughs> This nigga's a burnout. Yo. My nigga Hassan Campbell's a fucking burnout, bro. I've been listening to Hassan Campbell for a hot minute. I never thought about that. Like, for at least six years. I, at least. I'm going to say six. Maybe five. You see the elevation 
or you see the progression of man, right? If you if you pay attention for him, if you pay attention to somebody for six years, then you kind of see their you see their growth. And I've seen this man come on talking about killing niggas, fighting niggas, meeting up, shooting a fade nigga. I'll 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 shoot your dog. Like Hassan Campbell's that type of nigga back like six five years ago. But then he realized like yo, I got an influence. I got young people watching me. I can't I can't be doing that shit the way that I was doing it when I was their age. I gotta be on some mentor shit. I gotta be on some 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 um like a big brother type shit. And I respect that. Cause a lot of people don't a lot of people a lot of people don't show progress until it's too fucking late. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't show progress until it's too late. So I always give credit to a nigga like Hassan Campbell, because he's he's talking real shit. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, he was playing chess. He was doing... Think about it like this. Whack 100 goes on Powerhouse saying that he punked Hassan Campbell. So Hassan Campbell goes, oh, okay. You punk me? We doing it like that? You making shit up? All right. Well, I got this audio with you and Big U, allegedly. Allegedly, Big U. And I'm, I, I'll leak it. I'm, I might leak it. I might let niggas hear it. Yeah, yeah. Since you want to play like that, and that's what he did. I haven't heard whack in a response since. Just saying. D.Y. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? Fucking with a nigga that's a body man. Everybody know dude was a body man. I've been saving his career, bro. Nipsey got gay shit on him, bro. Wow. We got all the footage. <laughs> is what Wax said. He was extorting him allegedly. Now let me ask you a question. Why did they wait? To Nipsey died for Big U to send Whack 100 to go get 30% of his of, of his stuff. Why you think Laura London is so quiet? She dealing with foul niggas. And this is the nigga that y'all laughing and y'all playing with in Clubhouse? Huh? Mm. They was on a mission. I was on a mission too. Mm. Oh, y'all thought because I wore my emotions on my sleeves that I didn't have a trick up my sleeve too? Mm. Yeah. Right. Mm. That's it. That's it, brother. That's it. Damn. Move this car in front of the house. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, man. Look. Look. And cause, like, look, let me just tell y'all something about street niggas, right? A lot of y'all don't know about street niggas. Street niggas. Street niggas don't really have, like, <laughs> proper discord like they're not like this ain't the warriors where where niggas will just meet up at the baseball field and slug it out like no these when these niggas when niggas beef like when street niggas beef and they see each other it's game on some like some niggas like some niggas have a soul like all right that nigga's with his kid like we're not gonna do him dirty in front of his kid are like, all right, this nigga got his bitch with him. We not gonna violate him in front of his bitch, not not because we we we're good people, but because this bitch might tell on us. 
what I'm saying? You feel me? So like, yeah, yeah, man. That 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 shit. Like niggas, like man. And, and niggas ain't gonna squash that shit, bro. Niggas ain't squashing no beef like that, man. That's that's personal shit, man. And a lot of people were out here saying, yeah, fuck Nipsey. Yeah, I mean, not Nipsey. Well, a lot of haters will say fuck Nipsey, but I don't think they're going to be around much longer. There's niggas that was spitting on his grave. Like, nigga, what type of fucking foul nigga are you? You wasn't going to spit in that man's face, face to face, but you going to spit in his grave like a pussy ass nigga. That's, that's what I don't fucking respect. Right? What I don't respect is... The fact that this nigga is dead and gone, and then all of a sudden niggas is talking ill about him. There was niggas that I don't like that are dead, and like I, I still don't like them. See what I mean? Like, because they died, it didn't mean that, oh man, I should have liked them. No, fuck that shit. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But just don't wait till a nigga's dead to talk shit about a nigga. Like, that's foul as fuck, bro. But, you know. That shit, I don't know how this shit is going to end. Hopefully, there's no casualties. You know, for the entertainment value, I mean, it's something. It's entertainment, but, like, fuck. Y'all talking about this nigga was gay. Y'all talking about... And y'all y'all probably didn't hear it. Apparently, they got a tape. They got footage of this guy and another guy running down on his baby mom, which is... Um, what's that girl's name? Is it Megan Good or um, I forgot the women? I, I get the shit confused with these bimbos. No disrespect. I just don't fucking remember the bitch's name. So apparently, him and his homeboy, or some random guy, you know, ran down on this bitch, fucked her, and the guy fucked her, nutted in her mouth, and then apparently this nigga came up and, and um, kissed her after. And it's it's crazy. Wild allegations wild allegations and i knew there was something i knew there was something about whack when it came to nipsey when somebody mentioned i forgot who it was somebody mentioned nipsey being a legend and whack got so offended like how he a legend he don't got no platinum hits he barely got shit on the radio i'm like damn brother the man like wasn't wasn't your homeboy close to him? Like, see, that's when I knew, like, I connected the dots. Like, oh, this sound weird. This sound weird. Definitely sound like some weird shit. You know what I mean? But as Hassan Campbell says, man, pay attention to your circle before they hurt you. It's one of my favorite quotes that he says. There's a lot of funny shit Hassan be saying. Like, shit that isn't supposed to be funny. Like, like you know, this nigga will come <laughs> Like, this nigga will come on and talk about, yeah, yo, nigga got blasted. Got his TV turned off. Got his noodles knocked. I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. But it's like a street nigga. Like, you can't, you can't expect him not to say some shit like that. He's from that environment. From what I heard, this nigga was catching bodies at like 17, 18. You don't fuck with niggas like that. You don't fuck. No matter how old they are. 
a person who changes, it's not that they're not that person anymore. They can easily get, they can easily go back to being that person. It's just they chose otherwise. And niggas try to like look at him as soft because he ain't on that street shit like he used to be. But once again, as a man, you evolve. You actually, you actually mature. That's how, that's how things are supposed to work. You get a general understanding of the shit that you did and how it wasn't good and how you don't want the youth to do the same thing. So whether niggas want to call Hassan Campbell a fraud or not, that's up to you, man. I respect anybody who came from that, that urban environment who actually has something different to say. And they're not glorifying the street shit. And like, it's really about the youth at this point. You know, what the fuck do I care if a nigga's my age still doing nothing with his life? That's not, that I can't do nothing for him. And I also can't criticize him because I've been in that situation myself. It's just, they got to figure out themselves how to get out. It's the youth that's coming up. And they're they're glorifying the shit that's only being advertised to them so it's nothing it's nothing new it's just the extremes of this shit like drill music i'll be honest with you drill music is catchy shit like dude i can't i'm not gonna sit back and, and be a complete hypocrite and say that shit is trash it's, drill music is not trash like pop smoke was that nigga dude like his, when I first heard Pop Smoke, I'm like, yo, who the fuck is this nigga, yo? This nigga sounds like a demon. Like, how is he talking this deep? You know what I mean? And then I listen to his music, and it's like, yeah, man, this shit is, this is good fucking music, right? But that's the new thing now. You're not gonna really hear a lot of hip hop like that anymore. And niggas who do drill, they'll they'll tell you that it's not hip hop. So don't get mad at me for saying that. Like if you break down what drill it like <laughs> it's some demonic shit, bro. Like a drill is like a drill is an event that involves you or you and your homies, which is usually you and your homeboys going out there and tearing shit up. A drill is like, you know, military drill sergeant, you know, it's time to do a mission type shit. That's that's what drill music represents. It's just when that frequency is played on McDonald's commercials or that frequency is played on an Acme commercial, then you understand how powerful mu music is. And a lot of people can downplay the artists. Well, yeah, they're just entertainers. Absolutely. But they have a responsibility and they have a power of reaching people. They have the power of influencing people. So it's not... It's not the same. It's not the same as like a movie star because a movie star will tell you it's just a fucking movie. I'm playing a character. You know what I mean? With hip hop, there's that blurred line where it's like, yeah, it's entertainment, but we have to keep up with the image and we have to keep up with what's popular in the streets. It's just the shit that's popular in the streets is the things that's incarcerating us as black men while these black celebrities and entertainers get a check from it. Niggas don't think like that, do they? They'll be the first ones to call me a coon for how I talk, but they're not mentioning the rappers that's talking about killing, destruction, chaos, violence, selling drugs, fucking bitches, bitches ain't shit, etc. Those those guys aren't coons. No, they're just entertainers. Me, a person who's exposing it, I'm the coon.
cool. Keep it that way. And if niggas want to say that shit to my face, I'm fucking niggas up on site. That's all. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, this day didn't... Uh, I'm starting to get a little bit of um, morale, I mean. So I think I'm getting ready to wrap this shit up. It's almost close to 11. We're an hour and 10 minutes in. Hour and 11 minutes. Well, hour and 11 minutes now. I may do this a little bit every every now and then because, like, it's not that the red pill gets boring. It's just, you know, there's other things going on in my life. I am I, I do like certain aspects of entertainment and you know every now and then i will you know mention things outside of the manosphere just because i want to because i'm a human being and i'm not just programmed to talk about manosphere shit i've been talking about you know i've been i've been talking about these type of subjects before i started really doing red pill content so this shit isn't like it, it isn't me really stepping out too much from the boundaries it's just a lot of this shit. I had to bring this shit up because, like, I was I was up all night and most of the morning listening to this shit, and I'm like processing it. Like, damn. And niggas not like people who I wouldn't say study, but people who observe sort of the weird rituals and shit that go on in the industry. It's like you gotta a part of you has to suspect that there there is a lot of this shit going on. You know what I mean? A lot of underground booty bandits. Or as the homie Ray J would say, a lot of uh, booty goons out here. Who you don't know. You don't know that they're gay. It, like I said, even if they were, like I'm not saying that a, a person is less talented because they're gay. Right? I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's a lot of people who are underground with this shit. Even though there's popular rappers like Little Nas X out. If you're gay, that's your way in. <laughs> I'm not trying to be offensive when I say this, but let's be honest. Like, I checked out something. Uh, I want to, Aaron, Aaron Corden. I want to see, I want to, I'm not going to play this, but I want to reference this guy because I saw this video yesterday at work. I still have to get ready for work. So I'm going to wrap this up soon, but I, I want to see something very interesting to me. Um,. Let's go down to our history here. History. History. Uh, we're going to find this guy. We're going to find this man. One way or another. We're getting close. We're getting close. Very close. You know what? Fuck this shit. You know what pisses me off, bro? So, uh, uh, you know, Godfrey... Um, not not Gilbert Godfrey. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. But um, the black nigga, the nigga from Mad TV, forgot his name. But he has Godfrey comedy, and like he interviewed uh, a porn star, or, or as they call, adult film star. Bitch, you're a porn star. You suck dick. Just accept it. Interviewing like porn stars and shit, and I'm like, what the fuck, like. Are people that interested in porn stars? Like, just think about it. Like, Sarah J. Y'all know Sarah J. Niggas that watch porn know who Sarah J is. 
You know, Sarah J's that thick white bitch. She's thick as shit, too. She's thick. You know. Uh, a very um, fascinating specimen. But, it's like, who gave these bitches the right to even speak on, like, what the fuck are you even talking about, bitch? Like, you suck dick. You get fucked. Nobody cares about your personal life. Like, nobody in their right mind cares about what a porn star is doing with their everyday lives. Like, it, it's just, but it's a new thing. I don't get it. That was a quick side rant. Let's continue. To, <laughs> let's continue to, 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 to try to find a video. All right. So Aaron Cleary, Aaron Cleary, A-A-R-O-N space. Or no, no spaces. C-L-A-R-E-Y. Aaron Cleary did a video yesterday that I checked out and it was called stop being GBT for attention now very controversial <laughs> very offensive so offensive that I wouldn't even dare play this shit but I'll end with a little red pill you know a little red pill final thought he mentioned something it's an older guy and he was talking about how he used to go to clubs in like the 90s and shit. And the clubs were big in the 90s because, of course, there wasn't social media and no other way to connect or interact with so many people at one place besides the nightclub or, you know, bars or whatever. And he would talk about every time he would go, there would be bitches who would just pretend that they're lesbians for two minutes and make out in front of guys to get their attention. And I'm like, damn, never thought about it like that. You know what I mean? Because guys are just fucking devious individuals. Two bitches making out is cool to us. Like, yo, that's that's what's up. Women, even a woman sees two guys making out. They're like, ew, what the fuck? Like, I'm not saying that to be homophobic. That's what they think. That's what they think. Me personally, I feel the same way, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it directly. But when two girls make out, Guys are just glued to it. The The first thing they're thinking about is like porn when two bitches make out, right? And how that could just like <laughs> contaminate a man's mind. Like, oh man, I want a piece of that. And then everybody's, everybody sort of surrounds these bitches and like, hey, can I get da 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 Like, see, that's that's what they do. And that's like they're, they're attention seeking. That's all they do. Women are just attention seekers. They're not thrill seek, but if thrill a thrill to them is just getting fucked by by a guy who treats them like shit. That's that's thrill seeking for them, and it all goes with attention seeking. You know, what I mean, it, it just makes you think. Like, all right, how many chicks? And let's let's just be real. Like, this may offend people. Who the fuck cares at this point? How many girls claim to be bisexual, right? A good amount. How many girls are actually bisexual? You ever thought about that? Because if you meet, if if a, if, a, if an attractive chick meets a guy and she tells him that she's bisexual, that's gonna turn the guy on. The first thing he's gonna think about is a threesome, right? So there is tactics that these women use, like, and and it, and it's not the, it's not to say that they're not bisexual. It's just 
one of those things where it's like you questioning it. Like, well, why would you uh, advertise yourself in that way if you're trying to just get a guy? Because I'll tell you like this. Let me tell you how jealous women are. If a bisexual chick meets a lesbian and that bisexual chick tells the lesbian that she's bisexual, that lesbian probably wants nothing to do with her because that lesbian knows that she still has an attraction and a connection towards men. Guys, on the other hand, oh, you're bi? Okay, you, 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 can, you can fuck whatever bitch you want just as long as not a guy and as long as I'm involved with it every once in a while. That's what most men, that's what most men will say. Now, of course, like if if you're older and you kind of know how the game works and you're not falling for the bullshit, then that's a different story. It's just it's just bitches don't expect that. Let me fucking close this one up. Jesus Christ. It's just, bitches don't expect for a man to care less. Like, oh, you're bisexual. All right like whatever that, that's how i look at it today if you've had if you've had two threesomes in your life you know that it's nothing special if you've had two one then it's like all right maybe something with two with the same two attractive women all right there's something this is weird That's how I knew from that point I was monogamous. That's how I knew. Because it's not that it's not that I can't handle two women. It's just I don't fucking want to. Like one's one's enough of a fucking task to deal with. Like what the fuck, man? Like one is enough, dude. Like two bitches. It sounds cool. Like if you watch porn. And you see how these niggas like choreograph porn scenes and shit. It, it sounds cool. It looks cool. Then when you're actually that guy, it's like, yo, this is weird, bro. Like, and it always, and I brought this up before. I'm going to bring it up again. Like, it always bugs me out when guys were like, yeah, we ran a train on this bitch. Like, all y'all niggas had your dicks out, like, hard, like, jerking and shit, get ready to fuck this bitch, like, what, what the fuck, that's gay, nigga, fuck that shit, it's suspect, for a straight man, it is suspect, for guys, even if it's two on one, even if it's a, if, even if it's a handicap match, two men against one woman, you know, dicks out, Y'all close to sword fighting, dude. Like, that shit is weird to me. And, like, I asked the question, how can you respect a bitch? How can you, how can you respect women, right? And, and you and your homeboys just violated one bitch. Like, how can, how can a person who just violated a bitch, willingly, she wanted it. But how can you say from that moment to, oh, I respect all women. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Stop it. Because I know stories, man. Like, bitches who thought, bitches who thought the stories and shit and the information would never get out. I know the story. I know the truth. <laughs> I know the truth, man. These bitches get dug the fuck out. 
really, now that I think about it, like, that's kind of, I've seen the transition where, like, a woman thinks highly of herself, right? Then she gets ran down by a few guys, and she has no self-esteem left. So she's looking for guys just to boost her confidence and just to boost her self-esteem. And then she'll come across the guy or come across the group of men, and they all come across their face. I know that's a fucked up joke, but it's funny to me. Uh, Yeah, so I never was, I could never... I don't care if it's a friend of mine. Like, I don't, we're best friends. We're not fucking the same bitch at the same time, dude. Like, I won't even fuck the bitch after you fuck her unless she goes in in the, in the bathroom and take a bath and, 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 and pray <laughs> to whatever God she believes in. Most of these bitches don't believe in God, bro. And, and, and that's the, like, most, most of these bitches don't believe in God, dude. Like they'll they'll say that they're they're spiritual, but that's like some universal bullshit. Like, oh, it's about the universe and like manifesting um, thoughts and ideas, and it all comes to, like shut the fuck up. Bitches aren't bitches were doing like Wicca and witchcraft for for years, dude. Like, so when people mention this shit today, they're going, "Oh, you're lying," but then there's footage. You see these bitches with the fucking magic pentagrams and shit? These bitches is light and sage. Like, these bitches are demons, bro. They're e they're evil. They're evil. They're evil. They're evil. It's funny. Evil is love spelled backwards. Just something that... I, uh, I'm a weirdo. I kind of mention shit. Like, I don't know. But... <laughs> Like they've been they've been doing this shit for fucking decades. It's just that the internet's out now and people can actually verify it. Like, yeah, I know these bitches were doing witchcraft. Like, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. You mentioned God to these women. They 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 don't know how to react. Cause their God is like the universe or whatever the fuck they want to come up with. They have nothing spiritual about them. That's why a lot of that's why a lot of them are lost. And I'm not no fucking, trust me, I'm not no, I'm, I'm nothing close to, to angelic or anything like that. I just call shit for how I see it. Bitches been doing this whole straight one minute, bisexual the next minute for decades. Shit doesn't change. That's why in that video where the guy was talking about bitches doing this shit for attention, he, he was mentioning, and it's a funny story. He was talking about how, like, in the late 90s and shit, he used to work at a warehouse. And he was he would work alongside this butch chick, you know, butchy, you know, lesbian, lesbian. And they would, on break, scope out bitches together. <laughs> they would go out there and scope out bitches. Like, yo, what do you think about her? The guy would go, what do you think about her? And he's like, oh, she's cute. She's all right. Yeah. You know, da, 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 da. then he talks about how 15 years later, he saw the chick again. She's married and has two kids. What happened to the lesbianism? <laughs> did it just wash away? Like, did she go to church one day and God just said, poof, find a husband? Like, just, just questions. Just questions you ask yourself. 
Because I know, I know a good amount of chicks that claim to be lesbian, and then you see them today, and they're literally married with children. They're literally married with children. So, yeah, I think the whole lesbianism thing is more accept. It will always be more accepted in society than two guys because guys are attracted to two girls together. It's simple. It's easy to figure out. And like I may be I may be right wing to an extent, but for this case, I'm a libertarian where it's like, do what the fuck makes you happy as long as it doesn't. It, it hurts people because you've made it. It's not that you've made it. You've made it natural. It's not that you made it normal. You've made it natural. Right. And so it confuses the youth today. You got drag queens going to San Francisco reading reading kids uh reading kids stories and tales and shit in drag. What does that do to a child? You ever thought about that? You know, our country is fucking sick in a lot of ways. You know what's funny now that I think about it? And you know, this is just from a black man's perspective, but there wasn't all this type of shit when black people were, were, were finally getting noticed and accepted. There wasn't a, I mean, there, to an extent there was, like you can look at affirmative action, but that really didn't do nothing for us. But I mean, publicly, you didn't get a lot of this. Because regardless of racism was going on, these these white motherfuckers, these Peckerwoods, they were still watching Muhammad Ali matches and shit. They were still like you know, George Foreman. They were still watch boxing matches. It was they weren't racist to that extent. They were just they just at that time they weren't willing to accept that black people were in fact people, people with thoughts, people with emotions, people with their own minds, people with their own culture. That's all. It's just. The gay shit, you they just advertise gay shit everywhere. And it's hard for a person who has a pro it's not that they have a problem with with it directly, it's just that it, they have a problem with it just being blatantly put out there every chance that they get. That's the problem that they have. Like we're not homophobic. I'm not afraid of gay people. I know that's shocking for people, especially for a black man to say he's not homophobic. That's taboo. Oh, you must be gay then, nigga. Like, nigga, shut the fuck up. Nigga, see me and see how gay I am. Fuck out of here. It's just, I don't, I don't subscribe to any of it. That's all. I don't hate motherfuckers for it. It's not even like, I'm not even going to play the God role. Oh, I don't hate you. I just hate your lifestyle. Like, fuck that. That's your lifestyle. Do what you want. You just can't expect everybody to accept it. That's all. You can't. You can't expect people to just blatantly accept it, even if it's. And it only makes the people who are against it even matter. <laughs> it's like, yo, every fucking commercial. I'm seeing a Ray Moore and Flanagan commercial, a fucking furniture commercial, and I'm seeing a gay couple. I'm like, wait, the hold up. Is that? Oh. And it's like, they're slick, dude. They'll get a black dude to be a gay guy. So, like, let me tell you what, what, what they do. They'll get, like, a gay black man, right? They'll use They'll use a gay black man to, like, point, to, like, point out the problem. Like, all right. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a gay guy, but he's black. So 
you know, black America will have to accept it. No, they don't. And you can't force us to. I don't, I'm not against y'all. I just don't really subscribe. That's all. But at the same time, I'm not going to be out here, you know, blatantly calling gay guys faggots and shit. Like, I'm not doing that. That's just not, that's not, that's not the type of person I am, really. It's not that I don't use fag. I don't use the term gay. I don't use it. I don't use it. I don't believe I use the shit in offensive in an offensive way. Like if people people know, like, all right, you're doing some gay shit. Like, all right, you can you can take that however you want it, but it's all in the interpretation of the person who who hears it. Gay people call each other gay and fags. Like that's that shit blows my mind. Gay people will call other gay people fags and homos, right? And uh, there's no problem in that. It's like the word nigga, dude. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't own that shit. <laughs> I just use it. You got guys like Austria D, shout out to him. He doesn't use the word. And he's black. Like, there is people, and I respect them for it. There are people who just don't find the word acceptable, and I respect it. Does it mean I won't say the word? Absolutely not. I'm going to say what the fuck I want, but I respect people who don't say it. The older generation, they don't like that word. The older black generation hates that word for good reason, because when they were my age, that word was not popular to use amongst one another, especially if another person who is outside of your race says it. I get it. It's just with time, things change. You don't have to be mad at the white man anymore. You know what I mean? You don't have to look at the white man as the oppressor, especially if you're trying to do something positive in your community. The only people that's going to go against you is niggas that look like you. All right? Don't get mad at me. That's why for me, it's like for me, I, I can only I can only better myself in the process. You know, I can only move forward with the information that I know, get my chance to speak on it. And that's it. I don't speak publicly. Fuck that shit. The fuck I'm going to speak publicly for. Because niggas know I'm going to say some real shit and a motherfucker's just going to blow my head off because because I don't have a filter. I don't. If I see shit not going the way that it should be, I'm going to point it out. That's like what I said earlier, like, with us, it's all hypocrisy in a lot of ways. So, like, hip-hop is, is, is a form of hypocrisy because it's music about destruction and chaos by people who live fantastic lives. And the only people who resonate with the destruction and chaos is the people who are actually dealing with the problems in their communities. So you can't say it's all about music if a black man is getting killed because of it. You can't say it's all music and entertainment when the youth is 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 literally playing dress up and playing cosplay to their favorite rappers and gang members and going out here and causing violence. It, it, it's no longer entertainment. Nah. And only real niggas can relate because real niggas seeing this shit happen firsthand and it's not just a fucking rap lyric. And I was supposed to stop this a while ago, but I got started. But I will be wrapping this up soon.
Because like I said, after this, I'll have about two hours and some change. Luckily, my phone's charged up. Well, I have two hours and some change to get ready for work. But we can't we can't just sit around. Like I couldn't. And like I said, man, I'm a fan of hip hop, dude. So and like I said, in a lot of ways, I'm a hypocrite myself. It's just when I listen to music, I don't I don't take it to a literal sense. Like I don't I don't really care much. Like even with hip hop, like the music today is so trash that I really just listen to the instrumentals. Cause there's like a lot of talented there's a lot of talented producers who don't really get enough credit. Knowing damn well if it wasn't for that producer's beat, the song and the artist would, would suck. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? But we we it's not that we gotta do better, it's you gotta do better. Fuck the we shit. Like I'm I I I solely believe in individuality and and I, I believe that everybody's their own person with their own thought and their own mind. It's just we connect ourselves to the quote unquote culture too much that we tend to lose who we generally are as people. We we'll get lost and whatever's popular or whatever gets you a name and then everybody wants to become that. I'll die an outsider. You feel me? I'll I'll I will die an outsider by my choosing cuz I don't I don't want to be in that circle. I don't want to be in the circle of celebrities and entertainers and shit cuz that's not me. I don't want to act like somebody I'm not. I'm not am I here to to put on fronts and characters. I just don't I I it's not in me. So the only thing that I can say is like if you're going to be true to anybody, be true to yourself. If you're going to be true to the hood, if you're going to be true to the streets, if you're going to be true to the workplace, be true to yourself first. You know what I mean? Just be you. And then if you're not comfortable with who you are, be a better you. Read, absorb, and obtain valuable information that can better you in the future. Don't let these niggas tell you that being intellectual is corny. Them niggas are fucking stupid, stupid ass niggas. Because they don't, they, don't, they don't have a clue of what's going on, but they'll look at a person, let alone a black person, who carries himself different, who doesn't follow the crowd as a weirdo. Be be proud of who you are as a weirdo. Be Because be, somebody or people in general will appreciate it one day. People will acknowledge the fact that, yeah, this nigga's off the hook, but he speaks his mind. I can respect that. Fuck being liked. Fuck being liked, cause if somebody likes you, if you do something bad, then they'll then they'll hate you. Then they then they won't like you. But if somebody respects you, if someone generally respects you, they may listen to something that that they disagree with, but they've heard enough of when you said something meaningful that they'll listen through the times when you just rant, complain, and bullshit. Trust me, I do this shit every day. <laughs> Even I, either I'll do it. Either I'll do it on a phone or I'll just do it in my head. Like every day is like I brainstorm different ideas and shit. Like this episode was just organic because like it was just how I was feeling. Just how I feel. 
you know, whether it's just feeling down, being depressed or whatever, or it's like, you know, music shit that's going on that's affecting pop culture. I don't, I don't consider myself connected to pop culture, but I know a good amount of what's going on. So I figured I would just shoot the shit with y'all. I did something last night, but I didn't mention the, the Nipsey and Wack 100 and Hassan Campbell thing. And I wanted to do something meaningful and like from the heart. You feel me? Like I come on here and I wild out a lot. Like, <laughs> like I come on here and I'm just out of pocket most of the time. It's just every now and then I got to do something that's that's more grounded to people. Like red pill, it's becoming a thing. But I got to be honest, from the main from the mainstream point of view, it's not becoming a good thing. For women, it's just another way of saying incel. He's a virgin. He can't get laid, so he's red pill. Like no. Niggas don't want to deal with your funky ass and niggas is going their own direction or niggas is getting insight about the nature of you and don't want nothing to do with you. That's all. It's like my, um, this, this kind of like brings back, this kind of brings back memories and shit in, in a way like, like short term nostalgia where it's like, I can remember sitting in my car I remember sitting in my Acura that was like, the transmission was done, the car was fucked. It was pretty much being ready for scrap. And I would sit in my car that didn't move. I couldn't go anywhere with it. And and I would just, I would just, I would, I would, I would speak my mind and shit. And, and it brought back, even at a time where it wasn't a good time, like I was really bad, man. I was really down, like to a point where, like I said earlier, I would wake up at 10 o'clock and, and, and just stay in bed until like 12 and go, all right, I guess I'll find something to do. Motherfuckers wasn't showering. I'm just being real with you. Like, that's what depression does to you. Motherfucker don't feel like going jumping in the shower. What the fuck am I jumping in the shower for? I'm not doing nothing. I'm not running into anybody. I'm not meeting nobody. I'm not doing any events. That's how I felt. But when I had that chance and that opportunity to sit in that fucked up car that didn't run... <laughs> And just talk about the shit that I go through and the shit that I've been going through and the plans that I have and the things that I want to do in life. That That's like a small portion of that fucked up time that really brings back good memories. Because I didn't realize at that time, but I was actually, I was already make, I already made the step. I, I just wasn't able to really process it then because I was going through so much shit. Looking back, that was that was step one and 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 really bettering myself as a human being. Not just as a person who makes money. It's like I want to be a better human being. You don't hear a lot of people, you will you will even hear a lot of black people say it, let alone white people. Like I just want to be a better human being. Like I want to do something. It's not that I want to do something good. I just want to do something that's seen as positive. Like, oh, okay, he's actually talking about some real shit. Like, the conversations are thought-provoking. It makes you think. You may not even agree with it right away, but if you if you let it resonate with you, you'll go, damn, he was making some point. I'm not trying to be right all the time. I'm a human being. I, I just want to be a better human being. I want to be smarter. 
You know what I mean? I want to be more thought-provoking. I want to be more of like a person who could be seen as a possible role model. I don't want to be a role model, but I want to be a person who's seen as a possible role model where it's like like as as a as a person who didn't have a lot of role models growing up. And all of the role models that I had were like negative people. Or it's like if if you grew up without a father, when you become a father, you want to be everything that your father wasn't. You see what I mean? It's it's like it's like that same effect. You know what I mean? So like that's like in life, that's what I want to be. Regardless of I'm a custodian, I'm a fucking bagger at Acme, or I'm 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 or I'm, or I'm like flipping burgers at McDonald's. It doesn't matter. I want to be in that same state of mind. Whatever, wherever I go and whatever I do in life, I still want to have that thought in mind. Where it's like, yo, short term. Short term, it's like, you know, day by day hustle, but it's all about the long term. It's about, you know, paying your dues. It's about going through tough times, learning something from it and bettering yourself in the future. Feel me? So I feel that that's one of these episodes, you know, what I mean? but it is. I don't even know what time it is. It's probably 11 hour and 43 minutes in. Not your traditional, not your traditional episode. New age traditionalism on YouTube, by the way. Subscribe to my channel, right? Like I said, I don't. If I see people like really starting to subscribe and it's like, oh yeah, you got this person that that's when I'll go. All right, now I'm gonna put my attention to YouTube. But until then, I'll just I'll just plug it. I don't give a shit. But yeah, man, I got a whole day. I got a whole day to deal with. Another shitty work day. Another day without. Another day without reefer. (laughs) Another day without cannabis. But I think I can get through it. Hopefully you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Hopefully you guys are, you know, staying out of trouble. You know, stop dealing with dysfunctional bitches. Understand that you have self-worth and you have to find it. A woman's not going to find that. You're going to have to find it yourself. All right. But as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, signing out. Peace.